and friends, welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I'd like to give a shout out to our producer, Elijah Merrill, and our assistant producer, Sheldon Boyce. If you want to know more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, we're literally in the midst. This is the third out of five of this series, Fighting the Good Fight. And when we're talking about fighting the good fight, we're really talking about staying faithful to Jesus no matter what's going on in your life. It's it's being faithful to Him in the highs and the lows of life. It's a victorious Christian life, trusting God, knowing that this is the life but he's called us to. It's better than any other choice we could ever made, ever make. And as we look at that, we've looked at, first of all, if we're going to fight the good fight, understanding that every day we head into sort of a battlefield, so to speak, as Christian warriors, then we first of all, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit, that God's given us this amazing gift of a spirit that resides in us. Uh, and then we looked at last week, we need to remain committed to Christ. If you haven't heard, you haven't heard um, both of those episodes, I'd encourage you, maybe even stop this one and go yeah. back and listen to those first. Um, but this week, we're going to look at being sustained by God's Word, being sustained by God's Word. So we're relying on the Holy Spirit, we're remaining committed to Christ, but we want to be people of the Word of God. Hebrews 4.12, this is what we read. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. In other words, God's Word has this amazing ability to penetrate to the deepest part of who we are and help us live in alignment with His Word. That the Word of God is literally God's Word, and it accomplishes its purpose of presenting and conforming our will to the truth. As we surrender to the Spirit's workings and leading in our lives and remaining committed to Christ, He uses Scripture to form us into the image of Christ in our thinking and our actions. You know, Romans 12, 2. Uh, of course, Romans 12, 1 says, you know, what, what do we do in, in response to all that God has done for us? Well, we, we give them ourselves. We, we live as living sacrifices. Then Romans 12, 2 says, you know, we're not to be therefore conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And I want to talk about it a bit. You know, I, I say quite often, we say it quite often around here, God uses the Word of God we know, not the Word of God we don't know, to be transformed. Uh, meaning that if we're not in the Word, we shouldn't be surprised if that transformational work isn't really taking place. And, and also, as we look at that, we understand that being in the will of God doesn't just simply mean that His will uh, merely just becomes our will. It's, it's far greater than that. It's really, we begin to will the things he wills. In other words, it's not like we come to Christ, he renews our mind, and we become some Christian robot where, you know, he just sort of puts in the data and we yeah. just sort of walk in the in his will. No, no, this, this rewiring, there's a rewiring that takes place. We, we literally are, are, are renewed in the way that we think when we're in the Word and, and allowing it to study and apply. Now, I always use those two words together because one of my pet peeves uh, in Christendom is the fact we talk a lot about Bible study and not Bible application. And I know a lot of people who know much of God's Word but aren't living it. Mm -hmm. And I know some people who are new in Christ know very little of God's Word but are putting it into practice every day. Yeah. And I would choose that over the, over the former any day of the week. So we study and apply God's Word 
So as we're relying on the Holy Spirit, as we're committed, remaining committed to Christ, we're, we're literally sustained by the Word of God. And so, Elijah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump over to you. You know, we're sustained by the Word of God. That's part of what we exist, right? As crosswinds to do is help people understand that the importance, the the, the centrality of, of God's Word. If Christ is in the center of our life, that's some. That's not just a mystical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, God's Word is what allows us to know who He is and make Him known. So talk to me a little bit about being sustained by God's Word in your life as, as crosswinds, as, as believers. Yeah, I just—it is, it is so difficult to explain the, the, the magnitude of importance that God's Word plays in your relationship with Christ and just in your life. I feel like it's easy to say, well, yes, it's, it's the number one thing, and you, and you need this— but it's, I it's man words. My words almost fail to to explain just how how crucial the truth of God's word is to your life and to your relationship with God. It is like you said. It is the thing that that God has given us, and our He has given us His word and His truth to be able to to study and to apply to every situation in our life that we go through and it's 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 timeless in the sense that some of the situations that that we are going to go through this this the specifics of them are not necessarily you know mentioned in scripture like i am dealing with you know x y or z but the the challenges in the in the challenge within the decision that you have to make and the challenge within the emotions involved that you're going through and that person is dealing with and just and and how you are prioritizing God in your life all of that is baked within scripture yes and it's all it's all there and so yes we do say it around around crossroads a lot God will use the word that you use that you that you know and not the ones that you don't know but that that is true. If you are not spending time in God's word and a ch- and challenges arise in your life, how are you to know how to respond to some of those things if you haven't if you haven't read about it, if you haven't, you know what I mean? And I feel like I remember I remember being a teenager and young in my faith and thinking to myself, yes, I know what God's word holds. I know all the stories I know about that. But I also, and I know that God, I know that the Bible doesn't have answers in how I'm supposed to talk to my best friend today about this thing. Well, sure. But like I said, God's word does, it gives you, it gives you a guide on how to have spiritually healthy relationships and how to have fruitful ones and how to, how to have relationships with people with Christ at the center of them, like all of that is baked into Scripture, and so yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think about what you said about with your friend there. You know, well, you know, it doesn't tell you word for word what you should say in that conversation, and it, it may not even uh, even have any reference to, to what you're talking about. Like if you're going to talk about AI, um, the Bible doesn't talk about AI, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's you can't look at it and go, man, it's got to be something here. So when I'm talking, you know, it's 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 not about AI, um, but it does give you guardrails. Yep. Would say that if you're in that conversation and things start to go a little haywire, how am I to behave in this conversation? Mm-hmm. What attitude should I have entering? So there is like safety guardrails that happen in there, right? Yeah. So it's like yes and no. Does the Bible tell me how to have a conversation? Well, no, not word for word, not. But yes, mm-hmm. you know, it tells you the type of person you should be as you enter into that conversation. I think it's <clears throat> another thing that I've been thinking about recently is there's. Um, 
this whole, it's become more and more popular that there's these two categories of Bible-believing churches and non-Bible-believing right, churches, right, right. or Bible-preaching yeah. churches and non-Bible-teaching churches, and how often over the last few years even that we've just had new people come to Crosswinds and be like, I'm so glad that you guys are teaching from God's Word. And I love that you've said it from the front before. It's like, well, what else would I teach from? Right, you know, right. Or what else would you teach from? And it's like, we're even just entering into a, a period of society where it's like, because specific wordings of we'll take that AI thing, for example, is not worded within scripture. There's like, how are we supposed to teach God's word on the topic of AI? You know what I mean? That's that's a whole topic for a different podcast. But it's like, I think we're entering into a society and a time in history where it's like, there's such a fear of of offending somebody or giving something to them that is uncomfortable to them or whatever that it is it's easier to we talked about in the last episode i think it's easier to present the gospel and god's word if we're able to conform it to you know to yeah. what to what is happening right now and that's not that's not the way that it should be and which is why it's so it's so it's sad in a way that you have more and more people being like i'm so glad that we are teaching from god's word because i can't i have a tough time processing like what is what is the meat of your relationship with God if you are not in God's word. Yeah. You know, what are what are you what are you studying? Clear I maybe you're not studying anything and if that's the case I just I am I don't know how to that just makes me wonder, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just when I think about when I think about why we why we talk about so much the for example i've had people ask us as as a member of staff at crosswinds like why don't we have more bible studies it's like well we don't have maybe dedicated bible studies we have small groups yes that are going to get us into god's word and i think i love that context of it is because like you said there's it's it's easy to study god's word it's easy to sit down and to read and to make notes and stuff like that and that is that is good and that is what we should be doing but are you taking that and what you're doing and are you applying it to your life are you are you doing it with other believers are you like are you unpacking unpacking what you're reading and 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 running it against somebody else that's why i love the small group is it gets us into god's word but we're doing it together yeah, you know, and I think there's a challenge, and Ryan, I'll, I'll jump over to you with this. You know, I think there's a challenge in, the, in, in what most people call Bible study are studies that are biblical. And, and so they're not really studying Scripture. In other words, when I, when I think of the word Bible study, the Bible is the text, mm-hmm. right? Everything else is, is, is secondary. When I think of what most people in church, not Crossman's Church across the America, call a Bible study, it's a book someone else has written about the Bible. Mm. And so it's biblical— Maybe. <laughs> it's biblical, but it's not. The Bible isn't a text. This book is a text. And then we're going to sort of bring the Bible in. And, and and I think there's a place for that. Uh, I'm not I'm not against that. There's yeah. some people... I, I use some Bible study stuff from here and there. Um, but I do think you know, the, the pro and con, and I think this is interesting for me to say on a podcast that you're listening to, I think the pro of being alive in 2023 is we have so much information available to us. 
I think if there's anything that's negative about 2023, living today, it's there's so much information available to us. And so I know people who think they're spiritually mature because they listen to, and this is where the podcast thing gets weird, but 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 because I'm thankful you're listening to the podcast. But there's people who are like, man, they listen to 50 podcasts and they listen to 20 preachers and they're reading X number of books. And yet the reality of it is, I'm like, man, you need to put all that away unless you're in the Word first. That that needs to be the key, right? That we're studying the Bible and allowing God's Word to speak to us, because otherwise, how do we verify? You know, for me, when I preach on the weekend, I do not intentionally, I hope this doesn't surprise anybody, I do not intentionally try to lead people astray. When I'm preaching the Word, I've done all the donkey work. I've worked hard to make sure that what I'm preaching is, is representing God's Word accurately. But I would say to anybody who's a part of Crosswinds, trust and verify. Trust my heart, trust the work I've done, mm-hmm. trust that my intention is good. And, and I've done a lot of hard work to put a message together. Anyone else on the teaching team does the same. But trust and verify. We can only verify if you know God's Word. Mm-hmm. And, and we can be led so astray, and we can be going from back, and, well, this podcast said this, this podcast. Let me mm-hmm. tell you something else, too. If you don't want to be obedient to Scripture, you could probably find a podcast or a YouTube video that's going to agree with you. And so it's so important we're in the Word and studying and allow the Spirit of God to illuminate the Word for us so we're growing in Him. And so, Ryan, talk about that a little bit. You know, the idea of the Bible being the text, it being primary, mm-hmm. you know, because we do. We get some kickback and say, well, why don't, why don't we do more book studies? Yeah. Well, because, first of all, my call in life isn't to make sure that the people of Crosswinds are really good at book studies. Yeah. But part of my call and my responsibility as an under-shepherd of, of God is is to make sure people know how to study and apply the scriptures for themselves. So if every book was taken out of our hands, we could no longer buy Christian literature, we could no longer listen to Christian podcasts, we could no longer gather like we do right now with freedom, we should be able to, with the Bible in hand, live the life God's called us to live. And that means it has to be the primary text. Yeah. And so speak about it a little bit, Ryan. I mean, I could. you, you touched on a lot of it and. I know you're asking me this question because we've had plenty of conversations about this in the past. Um, But I'll I'll share this, that anyone can read God's Word. Sorry, let me back up. Let me back up. Anyone can read the Bible. If you can't read, you can get on tape. Yeah, anyone can do that. The difference, however, is when, when I remember the first time I encountered somebody who was not a Christian who had read God's word. It is one of the most difficult conversations to have because they know what the Bible says because they have studied it as text, just as we would have— Purely as a text. Purely as a text, just as we would have done any book in in school. The difference, however, is to—for us— that it is a sustaining source of God's word. Um, and when I hear sustaining, I hear uh, in scripture also talks about how it's life giving. Yes. I think of it as like water for the human body. Like we cannot be, we cannot sustain our life if we don't have water. If you think you can, you're wrong. <laughs> you have to have water. Um, so the difference between this guy that I talked to that knew the text versus me who was actively trying to live the text 
was very, very different because I was, Scripture was actively, it was breathing. It was alive. It was, I've, I was seeing it portray into the my life. I was like, oh yeah, this is what Scripture talks about. This is stuff like that. And the hardest thing to do, I think, is as a Christian is to take God's word and then apply it to our lives because of what you said of how much information is out there. Because I think we've all been in this mode where you're like, okay, I need I need to find something in scripture that applies to what I'm going through right now. Let me go to Google real quick. Let me type in scripture verses on Whatever, anxiety. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, and you're going to get a million results. Yes. And you just hope. What do we typically do? We click on the what? The first one. We just hope that that first one is just a reliable source. Now, I could go in and I could talk so long about the fact of how much people kind of utilize other sources of information to help interpret what they're reading. And just for the sake of time, I'm not going to get solely into that. But what I can say is like, if your primary source of information, applicable life, whatever's isn't coming from scripture, I don't think you're doing it right. I'm just going to be real honest. Yeah, the other stuff's proliferating, and yeah. so so it, you know if if you're if you're a part of a Crosswinds uh, small group or connect group, if you're a part of a connect group and, and and you're you're in that Bible study part of it, and by the way, they're not Bible studies in the sense that that's one of the things that happens in there. Correct. But that's not all that happens within a connect group, and um, and by the way, um, this whole growing in Christ starts with your own personal time in God's Word. It's not with a group. It's not even one on one. It's with you and God alone, right? Yeah. It, with the Word of God, and then you go branch out from there. And, and, and all these other, uh, all these other books and stuff. That, that's good stuff. Like I, commentaries. A commentary is is a is a theologian, someone who's who's ha- understands per- most of the time the ancient languages and so yeah. forth, making sure that the historical context you can understand all that stuff. You know, I, I you know I've got I've got over seven years of of um, uh, academic training. Uh, in Christian ministries, I have mm-hmm. over thirty years, over three decades of, of professionally pastoring, and, and I don't know all the historical context. Like that's not my right. main focus every day, uh, and so a commentary helps me know that. But I don't go to a commentary. I don't go to someone else's thoughts until I have studied the scripture right. myself right. using biblical principles, hermeneutical principles of how to study scripture. In order to to know what, then I'll go to them if I have a question. I'll go to them when I'm done and say, you know, I've often said if you came out, if you come up with an original idea from the scriptures, but no one's had in the past two thousand years, you're wrong. Correct. You know, so you do want to look at the breadth of of Christian thought. Yeah. And 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 people have different ideas on different things, but if yours is so unique, I'd be really cautious about that. Yeah. So I'm not saying you don't do that. I'm not saying you can't read good Christian literature. I'm just saying that when you get together with believers, yep. that's probably not where you want to spend most of your time. Mm-hmm. You want to spend your time in the Word. Then if you've read some stuff about that Word, that's a great time to conversation to say, hey, look, I was uh, when you're reading uh, Romans, for instance, you may sit back and say, hey, you know, Cranfield, which is a commentator, or Stott, which is a commentator. You know, when I was reading this, I was sort of having a hard time. This is what they said about it. What do you guys think? Yeah. But you don't start there. Yeah. You don't start, and, 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 and man, I'm going to get myself in trouble with some people, but I don't really care. The other thing is, too, you know, um, we want to be people of the Word. Yeah. 
And, and so getting together with each other and learning about how to live a good life in Christ by some great Christian author, I'm sure there's some value in that. But why not get in the Word and hear it from God? Yeah. I like to say it this way. I, I, I mean, and I love my wife dearly, but how weird would it have been, instead of dating her, I just hung around her best friends Yeah, and said, hey, I like Krista so much, just tell me about her. Yeah. yeah. You know, and here, we've been married over 30 years, so over 30 years, I've never really had a conversation with her. Just tell me about her, right? That just seems, people are like, that's stupid, that's ridiculous. But aren't we doing that? Like, God says... Every time you approach his word, he's speaking to you. His word's yeah. living, it's active, it's real. It helps us know who he is. It helps us live the Christian life. It helps us make him known to the world around us. Is that not enough to say, man, let's just get into that? And if you're getting so much of that that you can add other stuff on top of it, great, praise yeah. God. But man, make sure you're in that first. The scary part of that whole thought of, and I'm not saying that everyone's doing this, but the scary part of, of going to a bunch of different information first, and I'm just going to say that as a, a micro overarching, right. a bunch of different information first, and then the word, is that when we really take a step back and you come to understand the word, you understand that, and now this is probably where I'm going to touch a few nerves with people, but I hope they don't hear me out of context, but even... Because the, context is king. Context is king. But even the demons yes. have no God's word. Or, yes. They have read the text. Yes. They know this. Um, and we have been a part, or we have seen, maybe some of us have been a part, of places that proclaim the good news or proclaim God's word, and you, there's just something not right. I'm not saying <laughs> they're Satanists. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying there's just something different. And if we took that piece of information or that whatever's happening from another church or other podcasts or whatever it is, and then we've solely made that ours, you cannot tell me that that is going to be a reliable source because you've now taken 30, however many people and said, this is what I believe. You mean piecing together. Piece, yeah, and, and picking your piece. Because that's, yeah. that's what's happening. Yes. I've done the same thing. When I want to do a fantasy football draft, I'm listening to a thousand different yes. pieces of information. Mm. And then I just take that information, and then I pick what I feel like I should pick. Yeah, in some ways, if I'm hearing you right, it's, it's almost um, – it's sort of lazy. And so it's not yeah. even like I'm going to study the word and, 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 and like see what the word says and then have conversations with other believers right. that may think differently. Which than is me. what we're saying you should do. Yeah. It, what we're saying is you basically listen to all these podcasts, you listen to all these preachers, you read, read all, all these, books. these books. You're very knowledgeable. And you pick this and this and this and this. And all of a sudden you have your own theology, which isn't even your own anyway. Correct. You haven't done any of the work to come up with it. And you say, this is my theology, this is my understanding of God, but really it's not. It's just pieces of what other people think, but it's not even in one coherent thought of one person. It's a, it's a collage theology. And then what you do is then <laughs> they read the scripture and they're like, wait, this, this isn't what I believe. Therefore, and I've, I've met with somebody that has done this, and I'm not saying a lot of people, but they have all that information, then they take it to God's word and they say, wait, God's word is different yes. right here. Yes. God's word isn't true. Yeah. False. Everyone else's word that you right. have taken is their interpretation of God's word. Right. And what you have found to be your belief 
isn't what the word is saying. We that's what we want to God's word is true. It's one hundred percent true. And it's, and I'm gonna push why a local church is important in that way too, because yes. it's easy to be and I'm saying this as I'm speaking on a podcast where someone may not even be part of our church. But but why why I really encourage people to be part of a local body of believers is because you can see consistency from from the leadership and, and, and the people who are serving, what we call ministry partners here. And that speaks volumes of what's really being taught, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, and 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 so there's there's are they applying the word, right? Is is there application? Is this consistent with scripture? Is this because that's the environment where you grow? Yes, it, it, it's not. You know, I've heard people say, "Oh, that's my pastor," and I go, "Wait a minute, that pastor lives in Oklahoma or North Carolina." You live in New York. How's that your pastor? Well, I listen to them. You don't know them. They don't know you. No one they know knows you. Uh, basically, you know, it, it's... It, you're it, striking it, a nerve here, and I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just almost to the point of ridiculous, right? Yeah. They're not your pastor. They're a pastor, Correct. and they may be very worthy to listen to and learn from. I listen to other pastors, mm-hmm. and I am a pastor. But I'll tell you what, I don't do it as much as I'm in the Word. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I love, like, if you scroll sometimes, like on Instagram or something, they'll say, stop scrolling. Yeah. You know, it, it, every once in a while you get one, stop scrolling. Like, go do life. Mm-hmm. And, and if I could say anything, stop the podcast right now. Yeah. Get in God's word. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, I mean, mean? You know, uh, Eliza, speak into this. <laughs> I just, I feel like every everything you guys are saying is so is so popular and tangible right now because of the amount of content that's out there and that's... It's, I think it's easy to fall into a mindset of thinking, truly thinking that you know what God's word says. And so you think that you're just okay and all set. And that's not what we're saying. Cause like what Ryan said is you can read all of God's word and, and have the knowledge of what it says. That's good. That is good. You should have that. But also like God God wants to work in your life and speak to you through his through his word because it's living and active and that's why it's so important. All of these other sources are giving you possibly tangible tips or or some good life advice or yeah, you know, whatever. Bad. You know, some of them maybe bad. Maybe <laughs> bad. But what we're saying God's word is giving you something that none of these other sources can give you. They are it's giving you life and it's giving mm-hmm. you the truth that God has spoken. None of these other sources are going to give that to you. Yeah. And you can I would challenge you that you can't be a follower of Jesus without that without the understanding of God's word being the center of what your intake is. I can always tell someone who's sustained by God's word because when they're quoting life principles, mm-hmm. They're saying this is what God's word says. Yep. And they're quoting a verse. Man. Or at least summarizing a verse, right? Preach it, brother. <laughs> versus this is what this preacher said. Yep. This is what this podcast said. This is what this book said. And I, I'm well read. Mm-hmm. I think I'm well read. You are. I mean, um, more than I am. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm well read. Uh, I, I think I'm well informed. Um, and I do quote from people, uh, you know, and uh, yet the, at the end of the day, um, it's not what I think or anyone else thinks which is going to change someone's life. It's it's what God says. Mm. We just want to be in the Word. And just what we're saying is 
all that all that information is good. Just if you are, and it's going to be you, you're the one that's going to decide if you are the one who takes all the information first and goes to scripture. We're just saying flip it around. Yeah. Go to the word first. You should go to the word first for everything. Everything, absolutely. And then now you're looking at it through the lens of God's word. You have a lens. You have, you have a, a biblical yes. lens in which to mm-hmm. look through um, all the Christian literature, all the Christian talk. And, and that probably will know. reveal to you a little bit yeah. s- some truth there because now the stuff that you're listening to, you're going to be looking at it from a scriptural lens. You know, like, when I was younger, someone was listening to, and this was this will date me a little bit, on Cassette, a preacher. And uh, a cassette, for those of you out there, is is, is a, like a little plastic thing that had these little wheels of and, and information and sound would come out of it. And uh, Cassette, and um, they were they were listening to it, and um, they said, I said, now, why do you particularly listen to that person? And, and I've heard this today, too, from people um, Way beyond cassettes, but at this first time, it was the first time, and they said, "They said they make me feel better about myself, which isn't all a bad thing." But I, I thought, do you ever listen to them and ever like feel conviction? No, no, no. I just feel good about myself. And I took them to the word where it says, you know, in the end times, people are going to listen to things that just sort of tickle their ears, right? Mm-hmm. That they they hear what they want to hear. That makes them feel good about themselves. There's not things that are challenging them and moving them on in Christ and and. and and, and they, they just sort of, they got upset with me, actually. And so why would you show me that? I said, well, because you're listening to someone that only makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah. And, you know, the, I, I don't want to, I don't want someone making me feel like I'm not, I'm not loved by God. Right. But I do want to be challenged. I do want to grow. If we're fighting the good fight as a warrior, the last thing you want is for someone to say, can you imagine, seriously, uh, have, getting ready for battle and your training is horrible. But the person is saying, "You're a great warrior. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. you got a great shot. You're amazing, and you came and hit the broadside of a barn. You got a great shot. You're amazing." And then you get out there and realize, "I am so ill. I'm getting my backside kicked here." Yeah, you know, an MMA fighter. You're great, man. Your takedown's amazing, <laughs> and you can't do nothing. Yeah, and then you get into the cage. And you are just whipped. The American Idol singers that say, why are you here singing? Well, yes. Because my yeah. entire family said I'm a good singer? Yeah. They lied to you. They lied to you. You know? Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, it's just that, that re- I mean, get in the Word. Yeah, you know, let the Word do what the Word does, which is... And it'll do it. If you're it in will. it, it will do it. It will. Yeah. And, you know, alone, you know, we can't prevail. But anyone with God is a majority in His Word, in his word and, and growing in Him. And He gives us the, the, the Scripture, the claim, you know? Yeah. When people say, well, I can't overcome temptation. Well, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says you can. Yeah. Um, but you have to know that one. You, you gotta, go, what's it say? <laughs> Look it up. First Corinthians said 13. Get in the word. Yeah. Get in the word. Get in the word. Let's go around the circle. Elijah, we'll start with you. Final words. I just think about in the context of fighting the good fight, if you if we're all if we've recognized we're on the same page that we are all fighting a fight and we're all out here to be uh, a warrior in this battle, I would just encourage you to think about um God's word is the ultimate guide and truth, and that's what we're talking about. Why would you want to go into a battle and not have that on your side and not have read that and be versed in that? Because all of your whole action plan is in there. And it's like I just I just think about what you said in the very beginning about if you um, only hung out with Krista's friends – if you're only preparing yourself by 
by listening to to second and third hand takes of what God has said, then I just challenge you, dig into what God is wants to say to you specifically and how he wants to guide you in your life. And he's only going to do that through his word. That's good. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'll echo it a thousand times, but if, and it takes awareness. And now if you don't feel like you have that awareness, I bet somebody around you might be aware of something. Um, but if you're only, if you've never opened God's word, now you're, I'm talking as someone for a long time, did not open God's word and just allowed everybody else's thoughts to just identify my intake on the Bible. If you're not opening God's word, I'm going to say start there. I mean, I could say a lot more things and we could go on a lot of this, but like if you're not physically opening the word, now, if you don't have a paper Bible, we can get you one. If you don't have an app that you know that's good, we can get point you to the right one. But if you're not opening God's Word and actually interacting with it, not just reading it for text, but interacting with it, applying it to your life, that is the first step. Yeah, It has to be the first step because YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music, all that stuff is amazing. Books are amazing. But I can guarantee you if you're interacting with Scripture, it's going to be better than anything else. Yeah. So that's my thought. That's, my yeah, that's great. And I would just add to that, look, and if you're, especially if you're a part of Crosswinds and you're like, I, I just, I don't know how to, to read God's word. I mean, part of it is just reading it, but the other part of it is studying it in a way that's intended to be studied. We call that hermeneutical principles. Hermeneuticals is a fancy word of saying how to study any piece of literature, by the way, yep. but when applied to God's Word, how to pull the truth out, things such as context is king, looking at repetition. I mean, there's just things. I have a whole hermeneutical cheat sheet that you can you can get that would help you through that, but we, we want to come alongside you. In fact, our, our goal is, uh, as we sort of kick off our connect groups, our small groups this next year, is that part of what we do is just help people understand more how to study God's yes. Word um, and, and be able to pull out of it so that they can apply it. Yep. And so uh, if we can help you, let us know. If you're not a part of Crosswinds, uh, go to your church. Ask them for that information. If they don't have it, reach out to us. And by the way, you can reach out to us by going again to crosswinds.church. You can find out more about this podcast, our church. If you have questions about this, need some help, um, we're here to do that. You're not alone. Uh, well, we're going to be continuing. We have two more episodes on this fight, the good fight. We've already done three. Um, and uh, so uh, share them with a friend. Share them with a friend. Um, If nothing else, if you don't totally agree with everything we've said, hopefully it's got you thinking. And go to God's Word. uh, See if we trust, but verify. Okay? Uh, But for now, as always, hope you join us next week, but be blessed and bless others. Mm